This should be played at high volume. Trouble, trouble in the south turn. The one, the only, the greatest show round turf. Ace is your place for Friday night racing. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your starting lineup. Welcome to the Triad Racing Podcast. Here's your host, Randy Pettit. You're listening to the Triad Racing Podcast. And with us tonight in the studio, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, me. Just kidding. We got three awesome drivers in here tonight. We've got one that's kind of retired, I believe. We're trying to coax him out of retirement. And then we have a couple guys you probably heard of that compete regularly on Saturday nights at Bowman Gray Stadium. We have got the Greg Racing family in the house. We have got Ricky Greg, Billy Greg, and his son Nate Greg here here in the Triad Racing Podcast. But before we get started, we want to thank some folks that make our show possible. I want to give props to our producer, the pride of the fighting East Forsyth Eagles, Mr. Desmond Johnson. And we want to thank our show sponsor, Roosters at Haynes Mall. Roosters at Haynes Mall, it's it's a crime to call it a gift shop. It's 9,000 square feet of extraordinary gift ideas and fun. And it's owned and operated by a fellow you might have heard of, Terry Crash King, uh, who raced part of four decades at Bowman Gray Stadium. And every time you go to Roosters, you get a free gift. You can talk about Bowman Gray Racing when one of the biggest characters to ever suit up at Bowman Gray, the, the singing race car driver, Terry King himself, and he would love to meet you race fans and show you around Roosters. They got hand-painted, handmade metal signs. And, guys, these are signs you can put in your garage or man cave, whether you're Ford, Chevy, or Mopar. I know I know Ricky Gregg's a Ford guy. I don't think I ever saw him drive anything but a Ford. But we got Ford, Mopar, and Chevy there. We got all things racing. And for the ladies, uh, Terry's got your everything you want to put in your garden, whether it's signs, flowers, barnyard animals, you name it. They're all hand-painted, handmade, imported from Mexico. Now, guys, Terry King is still driving. He's not driving at Bowman Gray. He's driving out to Mexico about twice a month, and he hand-picks and hand-selects only the best of the best, brings it back to Winston-Salem to share it with the world at Roosters at Haynes Mall next door to Dick's Sporting Goods. Go check them out and let them know you heard about them right here on the Triad Racing Podcast. Well, as I mentioned tonight, our special guests are uh, two full-time drivers over at the Madhouse and a fellow that raced a little bit of everything. We'll talk about him first. He was um, the 1985 Blunderbuss champion. Now, if you're going, what in the heck is a Blunderbuss car? My uncle, uh, Richard Shaw, actually raced in the Blunderbuss division. And his brother, Ernie Shaw, owned Ernie's Restaurant over there on Walltown. Everybody's nodding their heads. And uh, Ernie ran Grand American Racing. Richard had a blunderbuss car, and he had this big old Cadillac, folks. And they raced these giant Cadillacs, uh, Chrysler Imperials, Lincoln Continentals, the land yachts from the mid to late 1970s. And they raced 20 to 24 of those things around the tight quarter mile at Bowman Gray. And you're talking about some fun watching those things. That was a blast. And this man... Uh, won more blunderbuss races than anybody but Dale Ward. Dale Ward won 23. This man sitting here won 22. Nobody else in that division, Ricky Gregg, had more than 10 wins. So you guys dominated that division for several years. And then 
once the uh, blunderbuss started fading into the dust, he moved up to the street stock division where he won the 1987 championship, five street stock wins in all. That wasn't good enough. The man kept on rolling, went, rolled straight into sportsman. And he was in there with some of the all-time greats like Jimmy Johnson and Alfred Hill, Bill Wilder. I mean, I could go down the list. So many greats in that division. And the man won 18 sportsman races, still to this day, 20th all-time, three-time sportsman champion. I raised his hand all three times, 89, 90, and 92. And he won a lot of races elsewhere. But Ricky Gregg in the house tonight, the 1989 Top Gun Award winner in that division, Ricky, it's so good to see you again, my man. It's been a long time, but you and I had a lot of good memories at the Madhouse. Oh yeah, and uh, talk about uh, let's talk about the Blunderbuss Division for a minute. That takes you back a little ways, but to me, that was some of the most fun racing they ever had at Bowman Gray. Tell the fans listening a little bit about what the Blunderbuss were and how much fun they were to drive. Oh, it was a wild bunch of guys. Um, they, you know, when I first started, they didn't even let them practice because they was afraid to tear the racetrack up. And um, I know my brother, he went and bought a car. And I was uh, just I got my license. I had my license for a week. And he says, you want to drive Saturday night? And I said, might as well. And I uh, went over and never been on the track and draw the outside pole. And all the guys come to me and told me, said, man, you better think about starting in the rear. And I said, man, I'm going to win this thing. And uh, I still remembered it was, uh, it was Billy Duggins on the pole. Spider was third and I was second. And I... Drove from infield to the wall in front of uh, Spider, and he finally got tired of me and spun me out. And I went on to spin out four more times that night. But I had a good time in that division. I thought you were going to tell me you won the race or something. Spider Kimmel won four blunderbuss races and won in some other divisions as well. Another of the great characters of Bowman Gray Racing. And, of course, we talked about Dale Ward. Dean Ward won ten races, and Frank uh, one ten as well. So that family all together, a bunch of blunderbust wins. I'm sure Dale was probably your toughest competitor when you were running blunderbust. You won twenty two, and you said you won more than twenty two. That's just how many went into record books, right? Right. I think I had one more that I should have kept. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Uh, you and Dale probably still reminisce a little bit about about running that division. That that had to have been a lot of fun. Yeah, me and Dale went head to head a lot, and uh, we raced in sportsmen together also, and went head to head. So Dale's a good competitor. I had a lot of fun racing against Dale. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the great families of Bumming Gray Racing. I'm sure we'll have them on the podcast down the line and. Sitting across from you, you've got the next uh, generation of uh, Greg family racing. We've got Nate Greg here. Nate, how old are you now, man? Fifteen. Fifteen years old. And he is the son of Billy Greg. So, Ricky, that's going to be your, your nephew, right? Yes. I got you. So, is, is the boy got it in the blood, man? It looks like he's doing a pretty good job out there to be so young and to, and to be racing, you know, with 20, 22, 24 street stock cars. That's got to be pretty tough. Yeah, his daddy taught him well. I got you. Well, Nate, welcome to the Triad Racing Podcast. I'm Randy Pettit, the voice of Triad Racing of the Madhouse Bowman Gray <coughs> Stadium and Ace Speedway. And and Nate, you know, you're sitting around a ton of experience here, man, with your dad and with Ricky. And I'm sure you've heard a lot about Jimmy Gregg, uh, your grandfather, who who won uh, three sportsman races at Bowman Gray, won three street stock races. How does it feel to be the next guy to kind of carry the torch, if you will, in the family and to be racing at Bowman Gray with so much history in this family? Uh, it felt great because my dad gave me the opportunity to wheel one of his cars. And uh, I spent, I mean, ever since I could remember, I spent my time in the race shop just watching them work and uh, got to learn what to do. And uh, I finally got the opportunity to do it. 
Have you had a chance to look at any of the old videos to watch your uncle uh, and your grandfather race at the Madhouse back in the 80s and 90s? It's, there's a little bit of video floating around out there. Not a whole lot on the blunderbuss, but there's a little bit. Yeah, uh, my mom and dad actually have uh, various amounts of videos of them old races, I mean, week after week. And uh, sitting beside of your dad, Billy Gregg, and Billy, I've got a few notes on here as well. Now, for the fans who just <coughs> arrived at the Madhouse this year, they see in the street stock division every year, but you've ran some sportsman races, and you were a winner too. You won four times in the sportsman division, and, and Ricky Atay over here, that, that may be the toughest division to win at Bowman Gray. It's really tough. You won four races there. And in street stock, you got win number 15 of your Bowman Gray Stadium career earlier this year. That's tied for ninth all-time. Wow, you're in the top ten all-time. And in 2011, you were the street stock top gun with four wins, and you did that again in 2013 with four wins. And, of course, uh, you got your only Bowman Gray championship in 2012 being the street stock champion. Welcome to the Triad Racing Podcast. And I know you got to be proud of that young man sitting to your right there. I'm very proud of him. He's uh, he's come a long way. He, uh, you know, I told him a long time ago, if you're going to race, you better learn how to work on a race car because I'm not going to do it for you. Um, and you got and you guys, that's one of the thing your family's kind of prided itself on. I know Ricky, you were very hands on with your race car, and it looks like that tradition's kind of continued with you two as well. Absolutely, I we were just talking out in the lobby. If we had to pay somebody to work on our race cars, we'd have to quit. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Now, for the fans that don't know, you you run the old Lexington Road Frame Shop, if I remember correctly, and you guys, you know, make your living, if you will, working on you know regular passenger cars and trucks, people coming in needing alignment and framework and that kind of thing. But I guess that allows you between the customer cars to tinker with that race car during the day a little bit, right? Well, that race car has to stay at home because if it were at the shop, we wouldn't get anything. Done. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> now. You've been a part of Bowman Gray Racing since since you were a kid. You grew up there. Talk about Absolutely. some of your memories of watching your dad and your uncle uh, duke it out week in and week out. And I remember you, a little pipsqueak kid uh, in Victory Lane with these guys. Talk about some of those fond memories of the Madhouse. Yeah, I, <clears throat> you know, I. Uh, everybody tells me I'm fairly aggressive. Uh, when I go back and watch Ricky's old videos, I see where I learned it from. Um, he, he. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't think he was really a dirty driver, but I kind of think he was a dirty driver now. <laughs> I think he just called you a dirty driver, Ricky Gregg. Any response over there? Um, aggressive. I'm going to call it aggressive. <laughs> aggressive. Okay. Well, that, that fits right in over at Bowman Gray, my man. you got to be aggressive over there if you want to win, or you're going to wind up uh, pinned up against the guardrail up there in about third row. I, uh, I mean, my whole childhood, you know, I mean – going to that racetrack and, and, and winning races. I mean, my wife is, uh, her dad raced against us then. And, and who was that? Christy Kepley. Oh, okay. Casey uh, her, Kepley. Her dad was Casey. Kepley. Right. Okay. I remember Casey. Um, my wife, uh, didn't like me then because we outrun them every week. <laughs> so she wanted nothing to do with me then, but now we've been married for, 16, 17 years. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the blunderbuss stuff I don't remember a whole lot of because I was pretty young then. Right. But uh, the street stock and the sportsman stuff, I was uh, fortunate enough to be old enough to, to be out and be around it and, and to get to participate and, 
and be a part of it. And uh, I guess that's what got me where I am today. Ricky, um, I'm looking here at a at a notebook, and you guys know I'm the notebook king. I have my notebook with me every Saturday night, Bone Grave. I've always done that, and I'm always trying to be prepared. But I'm looking at a list here that I put together, and this is the winners in three divisions at Bowman Gray. Okay, and number one <laughs> on that list is a guy by the name of Alfred Hill. You raced against Alfred. Alfred had 31 modified victories, 33 sportsmen, 14 hobby, 71 wins at the Madhouse, okay? Gene Pack, I think you raced against Gene as well. Gene had 43 sportsman wins, five street stock, three blunderbuss. You raced against him, I think, in all three divisions, right? Yeah. Gene has 51 wins. You mentioned the Kimmel family earlier, Spider Kimmel, four blunderbuss wins, 15 in street stock, 26 in sportsman, 45 total. And you know who the next man is on this list, Billy Gregg? No. It's Ricky Gregg. <clears throat> 22 blunderbust wins, five in street stock, 18 in sportsman. So, my man, you were tied with Spider Kimmel for having the most wins of anybody to win in three different divisions. That's quite an accomplishment because that place has been going on since 1949. How does that feel when you hear that? You know, I know you raced for years, worked on these race cars for years, but – you know, you're up there with some of the all-time greats at Bowman Gray Stadium. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. I had never really seen the stats, and uh, but you know, we just raced hard, and you know, we was it's in it's kind of in the Greg name. You know, we go there to win, and and that's just how it ended up. Well, let me talk about the elephant in the room here, <laughs> and the elephant in the room is the one thing you didn't do. And I watched you try, and I watched you try and try and try, and you know, I don't really root for people. I don't openly root for anybody, but. I really wanted to see you win a modified race. And I know you ran modified for how many years? Uh, let see. Probably about five. Okay. And you never had anywhere near the success in the modified as you did the other divisions. I, I'm guessing maybe because so much, you were getting outspent so much more. Yeah, the pockets weren't deep enough. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but you ran you, – you came close a couple of times. I think – I think maybe you finished second in a race one time. Is that yeah, right? I think I had two seconds and I had several top fives, but uh, yeah, I just never got that win. But I'm still laying in the weeds. I still got a car sitting in the enclosed oh, trailer. So. Breaking news <laughs> here. Know. Breaking well, news. Ricky Gregg may come out of retirement and run a modified. You heard it here first. Well, well, Randy and I were talking at Caraway a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we don't think anybody's ever won in four divisions. Right, so there's we had a, a, we had a better idea. I'll let you tell them. There's, Bill. A, there's another division. It's the four cylinder division. We can put you in one of these fast four cylinder cars and let you win the B race, and you'll be the only man to ever win in four divisions. Hey, I think we need to do that. <laughs> there, the, my man showed up never never won before in that number seven car. Joel Stewart won in that car, and that's a good race car. We might can make that happen. What do you think? Are you are you willing to? Hey, I'm open for anything. He's <laughs> open for anything. That, that might be taking the, the record by default. I'm sure you'd rather uh, do it winning in a modified, but it might be a little easier on the pocketbook winning in a uh, stadium <laughs> stock, right? Yes. Well, I, and it is a Ford. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah, he says that'll work. Yeah. Okay. We I, we might have to do a little checking around the pits and see if we can get my man a ride in the four cylinder. Because you would be the only person, according to all the research I've done, there's a fellow in Thomasville. I call him my personal statistician. His name's Justin Mincy. Justin, just an awesome young man who loves Bowman Gray Racing. And he went to uh, the archives of Hank Schoolfield and Richard Miller and got all the old programs out and then made a lot of phone calls and did a lot of follow-up. And that young man's determined that, no, just like I did, nobody's ever won in four different divisions at Bowman Gray. So a chance at some history maybe. Maybe maybe we got five events left. Maybe, maybe we can put it together. Let's do it. 
He says he's game. All right. Billy Gregg, you, I would be remiss to, to talk about your career without bringing up the feud. Okay. When I first, Which one? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I very first came back to Bowman Gray, I'd been, you know, I left in 1994 and I came back in 2013. And uh, John Hallman IV, you know, I knew the Hallman family. Uh, Steve Hallman won, you know, a few races back when I announced the first time. And the next thing I know, we got Billy Gregg with this Batman on the front of his car. And we got this young kid hopping out of his race car and flashing, flashing his uniform open with Superman on it. What what was that feud all about, man? And and tell me what what got that thing started? And it looks like you guys have finally made peace with each other, at least from what I can tell. I I to be honest with you, I have no idea what it was about, what started it. Um, as with most of the feuds that we've been in at Bowman Gray, <laughs> um, we uh we went at it for several years. I mean, I felt uh, I felt like. The kid needed some lessons, and I and I tell you, I think, I think, I helped him a lot. <laughs> I mean, if you watch his driving style now, I, he he drives very similar to to what I taught him. I mean, all the shots that I gave him, I, I mean, I think it taught him something. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So you don't really remember what got all that started? I don't. I don't. I other I mean, than the fact that maybe he was fast and you were fast and he was in your way. Right. We were racing for wins. That's what usually starts the feuds at Bowman Gray is, you know, I mean, he was determined to win and so was I. And, uh, you know, some days he had the faster car. Sometimes I did and sometimes he did and I tore it up for him or sometimes I did and he tore it up for me. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And I guess everybody can kind of relate to Superman versus Batman, right? Well, he, the whole Superman thing was him. The Batman thing was more of a fan thing for me. It was well. That's where it always starts with those fans, <laughs> right? Right. right. I, the fans started the whole Batman thing. Um, they had more to do that with that than I did. But uh, yeah, and you know, I mean, ultimately in the end, you know, Batman beat Superman in the end. So. <laughs> okay, so so says so says Batman. I got you. Some of the Superman fans might might disagree, but that's what makes it fun. Everybody's got a different point of view. Um, now you raced in Sportsman for a while and won four races, and now uh, Billy Gregg, you're back in Street Stock. For the fans who don't know, tell tell the fans listening to the Triad Racing podcast with your host Randy Pettit, and I'm here with Ricky Gregg, uh, Nate Gregg, and Billy Gregg. And Billy, um, you raced Sportsman for a while, and you moved back. Uh, if you will, to street stock. Tell the fans why you did that. When we were running sportsmen, and we were very competitive before the crate motors came. When the crate motors came, the six-cylinders were kind of behind the eight ball. I mean, the the V8s were outrunning the six-cylinders every week. And um, shortly after that, I broke my neck in an automobile accident. I didn't know that. Yeah, so... And then I was out for a couple of years, and because we were out for a couple of years and they were still running the six-cylinder in the street stock division, we decided to step away from the sportsman and go back and run street stock because we had a car with a six-cylinder in it, and, you know, so so we were able to go back and run street stock. So it was stock. part money and part convenience. Right. I got gotcha. you. Uh, which, which of the two divisions did you enjoy the most, or do you enjoy the most, I should say? I, 
I still run street stock today because I enjoy it the most. I enjoy the guys that I race against. You know, I get along with those guys better. Those guys in sportsmen, man, they take this stuff too serious. I mean. <laughs> they, they take it real serious, don't they, they Ricky Gray? Yes, they yes. take this stuff too serious. And, I mean, for me, this is just a hobby. It's supposed to be fun. If, you know, if, it, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it anymore. And uh, that's a big part of why we're in street stock now. Now, you know, back then we moved back to street stock, and then we moved up to sportsmen again. Right. Um, my dad bought a car, and he really wanted me to go run sportsmen. And we had everything together, and we were going to go run Sportsman, and my dad died. I decided I was going to go run that car in Sportsman anyway. As a tribute, if you will, right, to your father. Right, And we ended up winning one more race, but it just wasn't any fun. And it wasn't, you know, it was too much money, and it wasn't any fun. And my son was coming along, and he wanted to drive, and I, you know, I figured maybe I could afford two street stock cars versus one sportsman car. Right. To run really, really up front in sportsman, right. you might get away running two street stock. I'm with you. Right. For the money that it costs to run sportsman, I could run two street stock cars competitively. So that's what we've been doing. Ricky Greg, what, what is the biggest difference for the casual fan between the sportsman division and street stock? Because if you're up there on ladies night and you may be coming to the racetrack three or four times a year and you're just looking, if you don't know who's who, they kind of all look alike, don't they? Well, you know, each division ramps up and it gets uh, gets more serious and, and, and you do have less fun the farther you go up. And it was for me anyway. And I think it, it's that same way for Billy. And, you know, the money, uh, you know, you have to spend that extra money. And, and then you have to take it more serious because, you, you know, you've got a lot of investment there. Uh, Billy, you're, you're sun racing now. And you've raced a lot of years when it was just you or maybe your dad was there with you helping you, but talk about, uh, you know, you raced with your dad. Now the opportunity for you to race with your son and, and kind of to take on that role of being the dad at the racetrack. Talk a little bit about that experience now and the fun it is to go to the racetrack with your son. Every time I walk by your pitch, you guys look like you're having fun. Right. I, I do enjoy, I enjoy racing with my son. I mean, if it weren't for him, I wouldn't even be doing it anymore. I mean, we're doing what we're doing for him. Um, you know, I, I'm very competitive. Um, I, when he's on the racetrack, he goes out there, he does his own thing. I don't tell him what to do. I don't fight his battles for him. I don't expect him to get involved in anything that I'm doing. Um, I give him a fast race car every week and I expect him to go out there and win. Nate, talk about the opportunity to, to race with your dad. And what, what do you enjoy most about the whole experience? Is it what you guys do at the shop? Is it your time in the pit area before and after the races? What do you enjoy the most about racing with your dad at Bowman Gray? I mean, I definitely enjoy racing with my dad at Bowman Gray. Uh, once we're really on the track, it, there's like no association. It's just two drivers on the racetrack because once the helmet goes on, you lose everything. And uh, My favorite part is pushing him around in practice. I got you. So your dad shoves you around a little bit? A little bit. Uh, he, he definitely does. Uh, it'd be nice to be able to do it to him one day. Uh, that's what I look forward to. I'm glad I can race against my dad. So uh, so one day I'll get that chance to say, hey, I beat you. Now, you know, everybody in your family, no pressure here, but they've won at Bowman Gray and won a lot. So do, do you feel that a little bit? Like, okay, I need to start running better and I need to get a win here. Is that anything you're worrying about right now? Or are you just still trying to find your way? Oh, I'm definitely still going for the win. I was going for the win since I got in the car the first time. Uh, getting in the car, uh, I, 
I don't think that I would race if I didn't think I could win. Uh, every Saturday morning, I have a chance to win, but I, I'm not the fastest car, but I'm not a slow car either. I can, I can keep up with the pack, and if everything went in my direction and I got lucky that night, I definitely think I could hold on to a win. Well, I'd rather be lucky than good, but I'd rather be both, Ricky Gregg. And you, you were both over the years. You had a lot of good luck. Uh, I guess in Modified, you never did because I, I felt like with a little luck, you would have won there. What do you miss the most about not being involved every Saturday night at Bowman Gray? What, what do you miss about it? Well, <clears throat> I miss being with uh, my crew. You know, I had a good group of guys, and, and we had a great time. And uh, I've lost two of them. And that's probably one of the reasons I kind of fell off, too. I, uh, Scott Hoover and Alton George, you know, I lost both of them. They both died. And uh, I just miss time spending with them guys, you know, and you know, with my brother and Billy. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. When you got that family, that's what you miss. Is, is it hard for you to go back to Bowman Gray with, with your brother being gone and some of those crew guys being gone? Does that make it a little tough to even go there and watch? I'm not uh, staying away because I don't want to be there. It's, uh, I have that fever. I want to drive. <laughs> and I don't want to go to Bowman Gray unless I've got a car. All right. Well, Billy, I think we got to get to work uh, trolling the pits, man, and finding him a uh, finding him I, a ride one night. I'm pretty good friends with Chris Allison. I think you ought to make that phone call. He said he's in, and you know, if you guys listening, if Ricky Gray can go out there and win a stadium stock race, that would make him a winner in stadium stock, blunderbuss, street stock, and sportsman. He will be the first and only man to win four different divisions. That would set some history at Bowman Gray. That would be pretty cool. We got to make that happen, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's uh, impossible. Well, I I sure know he can drive a race car. I, I and I'll, I'll bet he can still do it. He he looks like he could hop right in one right now, and he'd probably go win in my car right now, as good as he is. <laughs> uh, you're listening to the Triad Racing Podcast. My name's Randy Pettit. I'm the director of sales and marketing for Strut Masters. We're a uh, automotive suspension company here in North Carolina. We specialize in helping folks with Tahoes and Suburbans and. Uh, Mercedes and Acuras and all these high-tech uh, luxury vehicles with uh, air ride and electronic and that hydraulic suspension on a Mercedes, and we convert those over to a stock suspension. That's what I do for a living. But what I do for fun, the reason you're listening, you're going, who is this guy? I'm the voice of Bowman Gray Stadium Racing and the voice of Ace Speedway, and that's why we have this podcast because I have such passion for local racing, and we want to give some of these great families of racing like the Greg family here in our studio today, an opportunity to talk a little bit about local racing. And we appreciate these fans listening, and we hope that they will go by and see our friend Terry King, uh, Terry Crash King, the owner and proprietor of Roosters at Haynes Mall. It's next door to Dick's Sporting Goods. That's 160 Haynes Mall Circle. And he's got 9,000 square feet full of really cool stuff. And every time you go in there, Ricky Greg, you're going to do something different. What's your favorite Terry King story? Can, do you have a memory of racing with Terry? Yeah, I do. I probably shouldn't tell it. <laughs> no, but. go ahead. I'll tell you a funny one. Terry Terry had to go to court for something, and uh, the judge was in there, and the, and the judge says, Terry King, why you race over at Bowman Gray Stadium? And Terry replies, no, sir, I don't. He's like, well, yes, sir, I've seen you over there. He's like, no, sir, I don't race. I wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, Terry's really funny, but you have a memory of Terry. Really, really neat guy, and I'm proud to call him a friend. Yeah, we had a good time racing with Terry. He's a good guy. He's a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, I was about to win the first sportsman race I ever run, and I come up on Terry and another car, and I lost the lead. And um, I 
probably could have won that race. I got you. So old Crash King strikes again, right? <laughs> he's a, he's a really good guy, and he's got a lot of great stories, not only from when he raced, but when he was getting going, you know, he was around some of the real legends of the sport over there back in the uh, in the 60s and 70s. Really neat. Um, Billy Greg, what do you enjoy the most today about racing uh, somewhere like Bowman Gray Stadium every Saturday? What what keeps you doing it? You said your son, but aside from that, what do you? What's the part about Bowman Gray? Why do people go to Bowman Gray? Man, we're racing around a football field for heaven's sakes. It's a quarter mile track. It's tight. It's narrow. It's hard to pass. You beat and bang. What makes it so much fun for you? I. I enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy all the fans. I enjoy. You have fans still? <laughs> no, I, it's other people's I'm fans, but they're still there. I'm just teasing <laughs> you, man. Um, but you know, I you, I I tell people when they ask me, well, why do you race at Bowman Gray? I mean, the pay stinks, and you know, whatever. Well. I can minimize my losses by going to Bowman Gray. I'm going to lose money racing no matter where I go. Right. It costs me less money to go race at Bowman Gray than it does anywhere else in the world. I got gotcha. you. Um, and, and, you know, being able to go over there with the, the family history and, and, you know, just the, the, the tracks history and, and my son, I want to see my son win there more than anything. You know what I mean? That's absolutely. I, I mean, if it weren't for him, I wouldn't be doing this at all. I'd be, I'd have a lake house somewhere. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, if you had all the money you spent racing, Ricky Greg, you could probably have a pretty nice castle down there on the Outer Banks somewhere, eh? Well, I had a good time, and you, you know, you can't, buy, you know, sometimes you can't buy a good time. I'll, I'll second that. Well, Nate, you've you've had a chance to sit here and soak up a little bit of Bowman Gray racing history, and here we are. We've got only five as we're talking tonight, this point in time, 2019 season. We only got five races left for the Street Stock Division. What in your mind? What's your goal between now and the end of the season? What do you want to? Ho- what do you hope to accomplish as a young driver over there at the Madhouse? My goal, my only goal at Bowman Gray Stadium is to win. I don't care about anything else. I ain't there to make friends. I ain't there to make enemies. I'm there to win. Is there any reason why all the cars are always black with you guys? Ricky Gregg had a black number twenty eight <laughs> for years, and and now your car's black. His car's it's actually like a matte flat black, right? Yeah. Well, what's the story behind all these black race cars? You guys like wear the black hat? The only the only reason that our cars are black now, and the reason why we went with matte black is because we're cheap, and when we buy a new body, the fenders and the quarters and all that stuff is already matte black, and we only have to paint the doors in the hood, and <laughs> we saved money. I got you, and I guess at Bo McGray, you don't want to get too extravagant with a paint job because it's not going to stay on there very long anyway. Well, I'm Randy Pettit, the voice of Triad Racing, the... Uh, voice that you hear on the PA at Bowman Gray Stadium in Winston-Salem. And what an honor it is to uh, to bring you this Triad Racing Podcast. And want to give a shout-out to all my peeps listening down at Ace Speedway as well. We're going to have some Ace Speedway drivers on in some future podcasts. And I want to thank these three men here today. Nate, I don't know you that well, but you seem to be a fine young man. And I hope maybe before the season's over, you'll get to come out and talk to me in the Carolina Woodfors uh, Victory Circle. And Billy, want to wish you luck. You're in a really, really tight race for another Street Stock Championship. Five races to go. Is that anything on your mind right now? Um, is that something you're even thinking about winning another championship? I'm pretty sure that I proved to everybody the last race of last year that I'm not a points racer. I'm here to win. I don't have no other goal in mind. I'm here to win races. My goal is to win the next five races. I got you. And we'll wrap it up. We'll give Ricky Gregg the last word. Ricky, what a pleasure it is to see you again. You and I shared a lot of great memories 
in the winter circle at Bowman Gray, and you had some bad times there too, but a lot of good times. And it's great to see you again, my friend. And uh, you know, the the doors open for you to come back to Bowman Gray and make some history and be the first man to win in all four divisions. So come on down. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all doing this show. You know, getting us uh, drivers out here and, and and getting people to learn our stories, and that's just a good thing to do. And and I appreciate it. Once again, I'm Randy Pettit, uh, the host of the Triad Racing Podcast. On on behalf of my producer, Desmond Johnson, we want to thank our show sponsor, Roosters at Haynes Mall. It's 160 Haynes Mall Circle, next door to Dick's Sporting Coats. Please go by there and let Terry King know you heard about him. We picked on him, but he's such a good guy. He'll enjoy meeting you race fans and talking to you, and, and you will surely find something there you want to take home with you and, and tell him thanks for sponsoring our show. And we'll see you at the track.